That's no moon. Hello there, and welcome to a Star Wars Legion podcast. That's no moon. Uh, my name is Cockles, and I am in need of playing a two-day event because I missed out on UKGE. However, it seems that uh, I avoided the Euro stomp that uh, that came over from the continent, uh, uh, and so I'll take that and just avoid the, uh, the humiliation that was there because it would have been a different kind of humiliation just to for me anyway uh today we have a special guest with us as well as one regular and a regular who's not yet arrived because he's late and will it i mean you know who he is ollie's just late he's somewhere in northampton running late that sort of thing um first off uh i'm going to introduce mr andy terrell who uh is sitting there thinking hmm, how do i get a world's invite these days andy how you doing yeah, good, apart from not getting a world's invite. <laughs> Do you know what? I wonder if the AMG must sit and think that there must be, like, because there's certain people in certain areas of the, of the globe who constantly organise tournaments, but it means they can't play in them. So I wonder if they might look at that and go, this individual or a group of individuals, they run the tournaments, so maybe I should, we should just give them a pass. And, like, for yourself, you run, uh, you, you did UKGE, you did you're doing the mkgt you probably you might be doing one later in the year might be doing one later in the year maybe i don't know what the schedule's like who knows that's three out that's three out of the possible what six that we have so far this year that are two days that have pro- proper proper world's chances and all this sort of stuff so it kind of makes a bit of a tough time for you it does um but i made the decision obviously that um i was going to do that for the community make sure that everyone else has got the the best opportunities and the best experiences possible um so other people can go out to um adepticon and experience the great fun of worlds really um hopefully i'll still get to go but like by doing a self-sacrifice and the noble cause of letting (laughs) you guys all uh enjoy it (laughs) for the cause uh (laughs) it kind of makes kind of makes me think like uh I should play like uh, when you were speaking then, like, I can be your hero, baby. <laughs> but I suppose there is there is one like section of your life that was sitting going, if I don't get to go to America, my bank balance will be happy. Well, there is that. But it's, there's also the, the relief that if I don't go, I don't have to worry about be, be doing better than fourth. Um, yeah, that's true. Because you've always a... got to live up to your hype, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Talking so talking of hype, would the next person I will introduce and some people will get this reference and some people will not. And if you don't get the reference, you can uh, all will be revealed later. This man is uh, is now the UKGE champion and he forever will be my eternal flame. It's Finn Poimuller. <laughs> Yay! Glad Finn, being here. How are you doing? I'm fine. It's and... been a while. It's been a while. I I, I missed you when you came over to the UK. Uh, obviously. Um, some of us couldn't go because who puts a who puts a two day event on a Friday? Yeah, that was a bit strange, to be honest. What can you do? I don't. <laughs> even, it's not, I'm not. I can't even blame Andy uh, as much as I'd like to, but uh, I can't. Um, mm. For some context, um, Finn is the German Andy, who and Andy is the UK LJ. So it's kind of like uh, you're all you you three are like kindred spirits of each other, if that makes sense. Yeah, but uh, at that guard, I do have a little hint for for Andy. If you just organize all your tournaments, just go to the UK and win. Pretty easy. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> I think we fi- I figured out earlier, I think Finn has won more tournaments out of his own country than he has in his own country. Um, specifically, they happen to be it within the UK as well, because he was also the... Um, he won the LGT uh, a few years ago as well. Um, you were the finalist at the Euros, which was hosted over here as well. And obviously, then you won UKG as well. Yeah. See, the problem is, though, I wasn't playing this year at Games Expo, so that's the reason why Finn won. Here's one. Andy, how many times have you, <laughs> how, how many times have you um, lost to Finn in real-life games, not talking TTS or anything like that? Uh, we played once in person. And what was the result? Uh, Finn smashed me. Do you know what? I, I'm, I'm undefeated. I'm undefeated against Finn. That's true. Totally. Completely true. You beaten Finn? No, I'm just undefeated, no. my friend. There's a different phrase. <laughs> I, I was happy enough to avoid cockles every tournament we were on. We're just yeah, we're just bad luck. It's, it's just my my good fortune and Finn's bad fortune not to get an easy win <laughs> so that makes sense but uh yeah so fit the reason finn is on obviously because he won ukge which was which took place a few weeks ago and we'll talk more about that later on we won't we won't judge him for the type of list that he ran however we <laughs> i mean even i can win a tournament of wizard force i mean so. i mean at least you go and win them i mean ollie doesn't go and win them he just uh <laughs> i mean no, he does he went and won the one in element but he doesn't win the important slash Mate, super majors, not the major. Like the, the element one was a major, but not the super majors. But the ones with invites where it matters. Yeah, the ones with invites where it matters. Also, um, I do. I, I do I'm going to get onto this right now, very quickly. Team Europe, and by Europe I mean obviously Poland. The, the, the Polish guys came over and did really well as well. So team, team continental Central Europe, Germany, team, Poland. Team, team Europe team, Union, you mean? Team Team EU. Yes. Okay, that's good. Team EU. <laughs> it's very very touchy subject we can't be talking about this over here team eu did really really well when coming over to the uk but team eu didn't do as well when they went over to the us is that no i still think overall they did really yeah so finn you were top 16 right yeah yeah and then there was poland in the top 16 as well because i knocked him out to make the (laughs) top eight you just not you knocked the whole of Poland out, not just not uh, Mickey, just just the whole of Poland. Well, I took Mickey, <laughs> <laughs> I took Mickey and Artur out, yep. um, and Artur was their highest ranking Poland player. And he okay, was top sixteen as well. Let me rephrase. I was maybe inaccurate in my phrasing. There was an expectation, probably from the uh, other side of the Atlantic, that Germany would uh, Germany would come over and stomp the stomp what like they did over at UKG recently. Any. What happened? Is it too? Did you meet each other or what? I'm just nothing. I'm not going to deep dive into this. I just want to wonder if there's a little reason or not. Did you enjoy the American beer too much? Is it most likely has some kinds of two of this, but uh, nah, it was just bad luck, I guess. No, that's fair. I mean, that's fair. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't, it was a genuine like because because even I think uh, when I listened to a, note, a scoundrels episode after, even they were shocked. But uh, <laughs> I mean. Even Andy, who is secretly a fifth, not secretly a fifth trooper member, sitting there and going, "I bet he was like, oh, I was expecting so much." There we go. <laughs> I mean, I was rooting for Finn to win it, or Johannes, or any any anyone who wasn't a US person. <laughs> there is, there is, yeah, there is a, there yeah. is an element of that, isn't there? To be fair, if you're not, if you you, you kind of, if you're not want, if you haven't got a, a a horse in the race that is your own country, you kind of go for your own continent. Yeah. Unless unless you're Canadian, in which case you have split loyalties, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Just just feel sorry because 
This is true. <laughs> um, so we have a we have an uh, hopefully an entertaining and insightful show for you today. Uh, Ollie will join us when he gets back when he gets in, and um, we can just pretend that we've been making fun of him for all, 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 all show. Okay. Um, that'd be fine. Um, I like that. Finn's getting well into the swing of things. He knows how he knows how this works. Um, yeah, he can tell us all about his successful Blizzard tournaments. He, he, he can. Nope. <laughs> Um, so we've got that to go. But also, but firstly, I'd like to say a big thank you to our patron supporters, of which we are growing. Um, uh, as I've said before, we have uh, too many to mention all at once, but I will just read off the most recent uh, members. Um, uh, da, 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 da. The most recent members uh, are, are from when did we last do a show? Uh, so before May. So I'm just going to go with Jordan Hatswell, Joseph Miles, someone called Missing Link. Um, this is going to be fun to pronounce. Kiet Uldal. And if I pronounce that incorrectly, I apologize. Uh, ZZR Rider and Jack Prouting. Uh, if Jack, Jack might have had a double shout out there, but the, you guys obviously have recently joined. Thank you for your support. It allows us to continue producing, hopefully, some good content relating to Star Wars Legion and um, continue to expand in, our, in the world of content creation where now we have videos coming out on an every other week basis or... Um, sometimes live streaming if you happen to be free and trying to make terrain that was me yesterday um thank you for your support it's always uh, appreciated and allows us to continue to do things and then put that's your support as a community back into the community uh, in forms of sponsorship i know we've got some other events coming up in sponsorship and our own event uh, that we are hosting that ollie will talk about a bit further in, into the future um yes can't say thank you anymore can we andy well, we can. We can say it a few more times. Well, no, I was. My, the hint was then that <laughs> I say thank you, you then say thank you. Oh, that hint, hint wasn't subtle enough, but yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> as so, he says, thanks for everyone who yeah. helps us and obviously helps us um, get get better microphones. That was the first improvement we got with, was. Uh, with your support, and hopefully it, it well works. Yep, it was. And also, now as it's been past three months for, the, for some people, some swag will be going soon as well. Uh, and we'll be doing a draw. Um, for uh, our quarterly giveaway. So um, because it was the first draw as well, I decided that we'd give away two prizes and I've got a couple of prizes uh, to give away. Um, yeah. And so basically what I've got is I've got two, two brand new token boxes. So basically when you go to events, you can put all your tokens in there and things like that. They're quite big as well, made by there. So I have two of those that to, to go away. We have some promo cards and a couple of little bits for you as well. That will go to two winners of uh, those who are um, in our Patreon collective and all that jazz. Um, also, because Ollie's not here, I'll say thank you for him. Let me just adopt my Ollie voice. <clears throat> he opted up. Thank you very much now. Uh, much appreciated. Really like, uh, really like uh, all your support and that. And uh, look forward to, to, to running non-Blizzard Force because Blizzard Force is not, is not fun and I want to win competitively. So... <laughs> <laughs> So I didn't hear any difference, to be honest. Uh, yeah, you can, clo- you, can, you, can cl- <laughs> you can close your eyes, and you will, uh, and you. And that's that's that. You could, is it, it would have been as if Ollie was in the room. And what's really funny is he's not going to hear this until when it's produced, and he'll hear it when it comes out, and he'll be like, "Oh, cockles, I'm going to get you." <laughs> <laughs> that sounded more funny. like in there but, well, uh, <laughs> I know but I don't know if you get the subtlety of doing the other northern accent that we have because we have two varieties of northern He's, I've, tra- not... I've, 
Well, we have right. We're, sorry, well, yeah, okay. We have two varieties of. So, like, he, I've done the Yorkshire. He's not from Yorkshire. I've done the other side. So that would be the one that like proper grates at him. I think he won't be too bothered about a Geordie accent uh, or anything like that. It'll be he. He'll be bothered more by the fact that it was the wrong side of the Pennines <laughs> than anything else, which makes it fun. Um, Finn, have you got like a, a divide like in Germany? Like, um, obviously, it's like north south here is like a thing that happens and then obviously we've got like the scots and the welsh and the northern irish getting involved if you've got a thing in germany is there like a like a divide there it's it kind of is like all over the places it's like north to south east west middle to center to i mean it was to, I, I didn't really want to highlight historical east west rivalry divide to be fair but i was thinking more of like a bavarian non-bavarian yeah, uh, yeah it's, 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 bavaria is kind of not germany to be honest Oh. But it's it's a different story. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll take that. Okay, fine. That. That's fine. Um, well, I, I'd like to know about these national rivalries and all that sort of stuff because it keeps us, it makes my little brain go, oh, interesting. Um, but back to subject. To those of you who are Patreon supporters, if you are interested, uh, wanting to support us and or get involved and be part of our little Discord community chat that we have. Um, where we generally tell uh, teach Doc Velo from America how to say English words in swearing um, and other things. Um, it, please go to uh, patreon.com forward slash that's no moon and you'll find us on there. And there are three different tiers. You can just be a basic member or an advanced member, all those sorts of stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, and there's some swag coming out uh, because it's finally, finally been ordered um, because supply issues is all fun. Cost of living. We'd like to apologize though because yeah. they are late. They are, they are, well, not overly late, some a little bit late, but yeah, so apologies on the lateness, however, it's just, life gets in the way, but it's just the way it is, but apologies, bear with us and all that jazz. Um, I will, some of you have had private messages and all this sorts of jazz, so you know where you're coming and all that sort of shenanigans. Um, moving on, moving on. Um, let's talk about points. Uh, let's talk about points for a moment because it's quite prevalent. We'll, we'll do UKG when Ollie arrives because he was there and then we've got the three of you there and you can just waffle away about it because, and I'll silently cry and go, oh, I miss it. So, um, Andy, the points in errata came out last week. Uh, can you just say anything from the errata that stands out to you and makes you go, that's interesting. That's the thing to consider these days. Uh, so take it away. Are we talking about the elephant in the room to start with? Or... He's not here. He's not here yet. <laughs> um, well, I mean, the biggest contradiction out of the points, I guess, is the errata to force put, uh, force choke. I think the the points increase isn't an issue. Um, I think the rules change to it was the biggest issue uh, with it being an auto assign for wounds. Um, but I think, like overall, like um, the empire is still quite strong. Um, I think, uh, especially with, like Callus. Uh, yeah, Finn, Finn's always got a little the best. Heart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've been eyeing up lots of callous lists um, with and without his rifle, so like it's a lot of uh, point drops. So that frees up quite a few things. Um, the officer going up. Um, I think if you're going to look at double bounty, then you might as well pay the extra points for callous um, and get the contingency if you're going down that route. Um, but yeah, I think uh, well, rebels overall. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head what the actual all the points changes were. Vendors um, uh, yeah. were pretty hard, and yes, sm- yeah, yeah, yeah. And s- small adjustment like lens speeder, layer a few points, commander Luke. 
Yeah, the, um, I the Mandos find, I thought was good. I'll find a graph with them all, so we can see what happens. Yeah, yeah and the biggest uh, surprise on Rebel's side was like Cassian dropped like 10 points. It was like totally oh. unexpected. For the rifle, yeah. yeah. For no real reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, spoilers for later, but the the uh, the other finalist also had uh, Cassian in, in, in his army. I think yeah. his list went back down by about twenty odd points. Yeah, Cassian. Uh, Cassian, in my opinion, was always the best commander choice for rebels. Like period, since he dropped. So I'm quite surprised, honestly. You you say that, but I mean, I don't. We we don't see much Cassian over here. Yeah, so but you, you, you guys best? honestly don't know how to play Legion most of the time. <laughs> oh, so, the shots are being fired already. <laughs> so that's. As that's much as I don't I'm not like so that surprised. Dig, as much as I don't like that dig, I'm a big fan of that dig at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but, uh, okay. Um, right. I mean, I have I have the points. I have the points. Yeah, I've which which, to find which, well. which which faction would should we go to, go first? Should we just should we do the, the we'll do the rebels? rebels. We'll do the yeah, rebels. We'll so rebels. I'll quickly go. So Lando is down by ten. Leia down by five. Commander Luke down by ten. Should be more. Mandalorian Resistance down by four. Clan Ren down by four. But it'd be more in a minute. You find out why. Tantons back to their original price minus five. Cassian Andor loses. Is basically goes down ten points because you always take his gun. Mando jetpacks down three. The land speeder Mark II down five. Ion the Ion gun on the land speeder down six. Tristan Ren down four. Ursa Ren down four. Hence Clan Ren minus twelve. <clears throat> the best guard duelist down four, and the SX twenty one down two. So um, my first things on that one is Lando needed a bit of help, which is so that's fine. Leia going down by five points for me could be a little bit more, but I get it. Commander Luke he's still. I wouldn't unplayable in a competitive meta. I mean, he's still playable. Don't get me wrong. And if you're having fun, he's unplayable in a competitive meta. That's, that's disagree fully. Oh, right. I don't, even, I don't even play Rebels, and I disagree with that. I think Commander Luke at 150 points now is um, amazing in Echo Base. He's got the free recover card that he needs, um, and you've got the gun line to support him. Where originally, if you go back to like Luke Lair days, where it was Torn Torns as well. Um, you've got the same combo, everything's cheaper, and you've got great command cards now to back him up if you don't want to take all six loot command cards. But I don't play Rebels, so I could be massively wrong, and Finn's going to be like, no, Rebels are rubbish still. Right. <laughs> nah. <clears throat> I, I'm also saying that Luke is shit at 150 points, even in Echo Base. I, I mean, I played a lot of Echo Base before, and like 10 points don't make Luke quite... Uh, like from from now it's like from zero to hero like it's like it's okay 10 point cheaper is nice but he, he functions in echo base ju- okay ish but it's not enough in my regard because like he got lo- hit so much by every direction he's an old character with old stats to be honest he got the deflect nerf he got mm-hmm. all the things that made force users bad and just ten points reduction since release—that's like not enough. He don't, the thing I think Andy, what you don't experience with uh, with Commander Luke is you go in and you are like, right, Son of Skywalker, bang! I'll roll six dice, six black dice. 
ah, oh, I've only hit three times. Oh, I'm fully aware of Freudian. And then you do it again, and you do it again, and you whiff again, and it's painful. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. It's the, the fact that he is hundred. He is 150 points, and you have other. Then and you have Ahsoka Tano at 165, who has uh, one, two, three. She has one, two, three more keywords. Her lightsaber is probably equal. She surges hit. She surges crit as well. She ha- but she has an extra force power and she has an extra training slot. The only difference is that Commander Luke has the um, sorry. She has the same force powers, but she has two training slots, and Commander Luke has a gear slot. It. it <laughs> There's no real. You might as well pay. You might as well just go. I'll take a Sokotano and then a uh, and a Rebel officer. And just yeah, but and, then you can't take uh, Echo Base. Yeah, <laughs> but, but then if you're only taking in a competitive matter, if you're only taking Echo Base just to fit Commander Luke, is it really worth it? Well, Echo Base is really, really amazing with Commander Luke, like the standby card with battle meditation and just force push things into the standbys is really really annoying but it's like still echo base has so much variance in table setup that i don't see it as a, a tournament winning list but i mean from someone who probably like when you're saying table setup are you more talking about some tables are going to be really good for it, some are going to be bad, or do you mean that at some tournaments you're going to have not a lot of t- terrain and therefore it would probably flourish versus tournaments where you'd have sufficient uh, or too much terrain and it would suffer? Yeah, kind of both. I, and It's not like the dense on terrain itself is an issue, of course, but it's more like the uh, alignment of terrain. Like every different alignment can mean like, oh, my FD cannon card shoot at this deployment because there's a house here or I can't deploy my FD cannon because of stupid overhang rule and there's no terrain where I can fit it. Yeah, and it's like super, super random in the table setup that I don't see it like, yeah, I can win a tournament 100% with it. Yeah, no, I can agree with all of that. Um, but I just, I think with Commander Luke, I think his his best place is in Echo Base. Yes, that's that's true. I would just have like a a small errata on him, like give him some goodies to be good. That would be would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah. Go on, cockles. Right. I'm gonna pause the rebel chat for a second. We've been joined by a man, the myth, the legend. The Northerner, no legend, no legend, legend. Yeah, maybe not. You should love fanboy. The uh, <clears throat> what's he called? The um, the no longer Blizzard Force champion of of England because because he's on the show instead. Is the other one instead? Uh, the man who hails from a place that is that that is twinned. It has two twin towns. One is Poitiers in France, twinned in 1979, and the other is Marburg in Germany, which saw official twinning take place in October 1990. He's Ollie from Northampton. Howdy, folks. That's a weird. That's, that's, that's a weird intro, cockles. I respect it though. I mean, I've made it up on the fly. To be fair, let's be fair. I mean, it's better than anything Andy could ever put together. So we we just have to be uh, thankful for that. Is that because everything he's got together is his webbed hands and feet? No, it's because he can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I can read. I can't write. That's ah, ah, there, there we go. There we go. <laughs> do you know, Ollie, do you know what I'm just? Uh, uh, do you know what I'm looking forward to? Is the message that you're going to send me on WhatsApp later on 
when you hear the first 20 minutes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I am, I am thoroughly ready just to be absolutely brutalized by any kind of insults. <laughs> although, although, did 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 you see my um? Did you see my list name in the uh, that's no own Discord cockles? I actually can't remember. To be fair, I didn't oh, actually see. The name. Oh. I look at I look at the important things in the list, not the name. Ah, uh, well, you said well, no. That herein herein lies where you're incorrect because with my list I, names, you should right. save it for any Patreon people to encourage Bef- them to sign up. Before oh. I was about to say, also oh. before you reveal it, is it an Echo base list? No. No. Oh, okay, then don't. Okay. No, no. But 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 it is a rebel list. So we're actually talking about Rebels. We've revealed the points. Uh, we've said what's changing. Um, you, we were just talking about the benefits and the pros and cons of maybe Commander Luke and how he may only be viable in uh, an Echo base. Uh, but is Echo base still... The, the, the genuine the, the premise was, is Echo base still as competitive as it could be when Blizzard Force Double Darks exist and all this sorts of jazz? Um, uh, the, the answer to that is no. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's just plain simple. Uh, like... Until until they give rebels something really good, like really good, then they're just not competing. Now I think that yeah, sure, Blizzard's taken a hit. Well, sorry, I'll, I'll rephrase that. Yeah, sure, Finn's Blizzard has taken a hit, um, but the better version's still floating around. So I think uh, I think you're going to be seeing Blizzard on the tables for for a long time. Just going to put it out there statistically. I mean, based on rankings, is your Blizzard better? Because I didn't see it. Like in the top four. I, I don't know. I didn't see Finn's Blizzard in the top eight at world. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but that's last season. This is the new season. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, anyway, um, shade. Anyway, we'll come back. We'll go on to the Empire in a bit. But anyway, so rebels, um, are you willing to share your rebel list, or are you going to keep that secret and share only among the Patreon supporters? I, I'm willing to share the list. Um, oh, okay. the, the, the list itself doesn't need to be for Patreons, uh, and this is a work in progress list. Okay. Um, so, like, I've, I'm still going to make a few changes, and I've been, I've been questioning whether I want to swap out the Ahsoka in this list for Operative Luke. But more on that as I'm theory casting it. So, um, it is Cassian Andor with offensive push, Hunter Ascension cables on his first set, situational seize initiative and recon intel on his second, with his A280 config Ahsoka with burst of speed, force push into the fray, and situational awareness. Three Rebel Vets with CM093 Troopers with Recon Intel and Concussion Grenades. Three Mark II Medium Blaster Troopers. And then three Rebel Commando Strike Teams with the Snipers and Duck and Cover. Um, and it's just a nice and simple Rebel gun line. It's it's probably the Rebel version of Luke Cook's list, in, in a way. It's probably the, it's, it, 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 it's, it's going along those lines. Now, you could take it all in on gunline and not take a force user, but I don't think I'm ever going to play a game of Legion that doesn't have a force user again, to be honest. Um, yeah, uh, well, welcome any welcome any questions. Why did you wave me to say more? <laughs> I was I was just like anyone as more or anyone else. I was in the middle of I was actually in the middle of just clearing my throat and then had to clear the mic. Oh, um, that sounds like it sounds like an entertaining list. If I know you've got plenty of range for. Um, in there to keep people at bay and then you've got the, the benefit of Ahsoka as a line, quote unquote linebacker although as we say in the Europe central defensive midfielder uh, who can help out and do things uh, so yeah uh, and then Cassian as we were talking Cassian likely is the the auto take commander yeah. for all, rebel, all rebels these days yeah I mean that, that that weird drop of 10 points on his weapon that nobody was asking for um, 
just <laughs> absolutely came out of nowhere. It's almost like you know, I, I sometimes feel like they're preceding what they're going to release at some point soon. So I feel like potentially we might be getting some more Rogue One characters in the pipeline. You know, stuff like Chirrut, Imwe, and uh, maybe getting uh, an actual heavy on the Pathfinders. Yeah. Yeah, Baze so, Malbus with Baze Malbus and Chirrut as a pair would be quite fun. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, I feel like when they do these... Oh, things... do you know what? I want? Sorry, I just had a thought. But imagine if they stick them in as... Um, with Pathfinders and have Pathfinders as Entourage or something like that. Yeah, I think I think you could do a um, a Scarif Battle Force. I, I, I Just a generic heavy weapon for Pathfinders might make them good. Ooh, special issue Pathfinders with heavy weapons. <laughs> 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 you have guns now. Whoa, that's amazing. <laughs> what is this thing? I pull it and someone dies. What? No. What, you mean I can take three Pathfinders and not feel bad? Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, I mean, you might still feel bad, but you'll feel less bad. Yep. Mm. So, um, that so that anything else on the points on there? So we said about Lando, L- Lando having it. Although I still feel his pistol's a little bit weak, but oh, he's not okay. there. He's not there to be offensive. To be fair, Luke Lando Mando is back on the cards. I tell you, Le Lando Mando. Go on, bring it again. Bring it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst I've ever done at an event. <laughs> um, I, I I think. Uh, and I saw someone else talk about this, so I can't claim credit for it, but I think there could be a, a, a thing for Speed 3 Rebels, and I can't remember if it was one of you guys or if it was one of the patron people, so I'll quote them and I can't, I'm can't. i not taking credit for it, because you can have a speed, you can effectively have Speed 3, a very quick army in terms of taking like triple triple or double Tontons, Mandalorians, uh, Sabine, and and then obviously Ahsoka in there if you want to as well. Um, and it could be, could be good. I mean, I don't... I'm, it, having a very rapid in your face force because um, the, the wonderful thing about having triple tontons was always that if you run them up together by the time you've killed one unit you've probably got to deal with the other two and they're in your lines causing problems a bit like dewbacks so yeah that's just a dewbacks are a bit slower though they are you have to spur them don't you but uh, they are but, prob- but i'd say they're harder to get off the board that is a nice transition into empire points change it is. It is. See how it's like we are pros. Empire points change. I can't. I'm right. When you talk about this in a bit, I'm just not going to enter because I don't play Empire, so I don't know. All I will say is some the units that got that needed the hit got 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 the hit they needed. However, probably not as much as we all thought they may get. So Callus down by five, Eweb down by five. By the way, that helps uh, Mark Radford with his like multiple emails. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, 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 no! That's not his name, Cockles. What, Mark Radford? That is not his. That's not his name anymore. Um, for those of you who are at UK Games okay. Expo, um, and you, you, you will have seen myself and Andy at some point across the course this weekend. When I wasn't making dog eating jokes about Andy, I was doing <laughs> Mark Radford jokes. And the Mark Radford joke is that his new name is now Rad Markford. And every time you say it, you have to do a little guitar play. You have to go, "Oh my <laughs> God, it's Rad Markford!" Wow. <laughs> Radford. <laughs> it's Mark Radford. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Rad Markford, yep. uh, loves Z-Web's down by five. Uh, Veer's down by five. Imperial Officer up by five. Uh, Storm, uh, Blizzard HRU's up by ten. Callus's rifle down by ten, much like much like uh, Andor's rifle. Uh, Dewback Flame uh, weapon down by five. Dewback RT weapon down by five. Dark Trooper, Frag up by five. 
and the Dark Trooper assault cannon up by seven. Yeah, the Dark Troopers went up. We all probably thought they'd go up on the unit as well. And the Storms, yes, they got the, 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 the point hit that they probably were going to get. And the Imperial Officer gets the five. I think the Imperial Officer getting the five up is also partly because of the old Imperial Remnant uh, thing going on. I think that just... I think that, that that that's partly why that's there a little bit, but I think the, it wasn't the officer was more about Blizzard Force than the Imperial Remnant because it's the thing that, that they took for uh, take OP Vader. Uh, of course, yeah, yeah. I, I think the other thing to mention regarding Dark Troopers that's important is obviously um, the one of the keywords, the one that uh, means they can't be unstoppable. Um, yeah, unstoppable. So they can't take cover and or gain cover. They can no longer be guardianed either now. Oh no, um, unconcerned was the cover. The unstoppable prevents the guardian. I know it was one of the two keywords. <laughs> For a unit that's got many. Um yeah, they so you can no longer take uh, rural guard and protector to guardian the crits. But you can still take barrier. So you three go crazy for the next few minutes and talk about Empire changes, because I don't play Empire, so I can't comment properly. Um, but as a person who plays against it, all I'll say is it feels like it could have been better for us on the receiving end. That's it. Ollie? There's only one point change to Empire that I even remotely care about, and that's Choke. And it's just a whole change to Choke. Uh, I mean, I... I commented on a post the other day saying, ah, oh, check up to 10 points isn't so bad. And then the rules update came out and I was like, ah, oh, guess I'll shut up then. Um, because it should have been one or the other. Either make it 10 points, even make it 10 points in single use only, um, or leave it at five points and it's just a mini. I don't think they needed to go as hard on that. HRUs make sense going up in 10 points each. That's fine. Op Vader being removed from Blizzard. Eh. That's absolutely fine. Officer, I think, was a weird hit. I don't think they needed to do that at all. I think 45 is fine. It's the same as a rebel officer. And it just changes empire lists outside of the battle force, which is what which is what they were trying to avoid. If, if they really wanted to do that, they should have just upped HRUs by 12 points uh, instead of 10 uh, and left the officer alone. Um, yeah. Or put up Vader's points up and not remove him. There's a lot of things they could have done, but like thematically, it makes sense now. Um, I think Callus is now an option, but why would you ever take Callus when you can take Blizzard or Double Darks? Yeah. Because you can take Double Bounty. And uh, yeah. the, con- the contingency behind that um, does open up some stuff. Like You don't need to take his gun if, you don't, if you're trying to skimp out on points, but having contingency, um, especially for something like Boba, where Sometimes you're going to want to open with rule respect to get the extra black dice, um, and you'll never need his rocket. So you'll play someone else's free pip, which is better. So it just opens up that kind of opportunity that you've you can you've got flexibility with command cards, um, like Callus Vader. Like that's a really good thing. It was never viable because of points, but now you can look at that, and you've now you can take all of Vader's cards, put some of them in contingency, and. Just, swap them out when you need it like fear and dead men you don't use it a lot but isb investigation instead of oh it's amazing so that's my opinion yeah. i think callus is it's a real good change i'm, can, I'm for, those, them a lot. for those that aren't familiar can you remind isb investigation because again it's not something you see too often 
Um, so when you play it, uh, it's a two pip with cunning because um, of Callus. Uh, it's Callus uh, and one unit, I believe, off the top of my head. Um, but the, the important rules on the card is that um, you pick a, a pip of a card. So one, well, zero, one, two, three, or four. Um, and your opponent reveals all cards from his hand with that pip. Um, and then they can't play that next turn. So if you line it up right, you can be like, oh, you can't play one pips next turn. So now you can guarantee to go first because you can play a one pip. Um, and it also means most heroes one pips are their best cards. So no Son of Skywalker next turn, no Implacable, no Vader's Might. So you, you can time all of that right. And you can really screw up a Yoda player, I'll tell you that for nothing. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting the, the timings of the Yoda cycle going as well, like it's oh, and very King, actually card. thinking about it. It's a very good card. I think he was just priced out, um, but now he's cheaper. So. Finn, you, yeah. play Empire, you play Empire. I, mean, I do. You did, you did really well with it, and you did with it with the superior version of Blizzard Force. Uh, how? <laughs> how? Uh, uh, what, what are your thoughts on the Empire point stuff? I love the Kellis change. I, in general, think Kellis is an awesome character to play, and can be a nightmare to play against to be honest like uh, just like uh, Andy says like the combination you have like two pip prevent a one pip next turn so you can start and then again play a one pip with cunning afterwards so you can have like the triple go first with this with boba for example with C's. so you can like really really go pretty ham on that so that's really really good mm. Everyone knows that Blizzard Force needs some kind of needed some kind of change, so I'm happy overall with that. And yeah, there are always some units that could get more help. Like I mean, eweb five points down is like who cares? The 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 weapons are like who cares if I, the weapons I don't take are cheaper. So eh. And I don't and would have would like some change to the occupier and the lot in general. So, but overall, Empire is in a good spot, so there's not really much to complain about. And there are like tons of list viable. Like I would love to play like double bounty, Iden Boba Callus, and yeah, I could play dark troopers, but dark troopers are way much too boring to play. Dark poopers. <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah so i can't like i can't comment on the empire i, have, I only have a, i only have a play against it i haven't played with um uh, my uh, yeah i mean ollie ollie you made a point about raising up vader's price i don't think if you don't what you do though is you price them out of non-blizzard force lists i think that was that's as a casual observer op, so op, i think op vader up 10 points doesn't price him out of um non-blizzard lists I think, I, I think what, what is he, 170 base? Hold on, I'm bringing it up now. Uh, he is Empire. He is Operative Vader is 175. You're up into 185. He's on Dooku range prices. Yeah, and uh, Vader is just as good as Dooku. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, 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 Dooku is terrible, to be honest. His just just having access to those six cards, his six command cards for 185 points is mega. The fact that you just probably throw tenacity on him anyway, 
um, or into the fray, depending on which build you go for. You still throw in five red or six red, impact three, PS3. He's He's got his force throw. You're still getting your force push. You know, I, I think... I, because, I mean, what's, what's Opluke these days? One... Uh, 195. Yeah, okay, so Opluk is 195, but, yeah, so why why, why not why not boost him? Vader's 20, Vader's 20 points cheaper, which seems which seems insane. He doesn't have disengage. No, yeah. he, no, he doesn't have disengage, but he's Vader. You know, he has, yeah. he, he has well, seven wounds, red saved. I mean, what what's the... Yeah, I, looping back to your complaint about Force Choke, though, so, like, I kind I do I do agree in some regards to obviously they've they've changed the the rules on it and done a points hike and one or the other probably was sufficient, um, but the um, the the benefits of it are still really strong, like being able to like how many times with Vader have you used choke just to kill that mini that you've kept alive deliberately. To then move on and, to, and hit a set an, another unit elsewhere, like I know you, the the power play of hostage and recover, where you're you're killing the the leader unit, like the leader model, is the the, the thing that we're all complaining about it. And I can't, I'm still, I'm going to complain about it as well with Dooku, but it's it's still a very very strong card. But now you've got a, a points consideration where you go actually for ten points, do I want choke or do I want barrier or do I want burst? Like you've now got this decision point where previously it was like nope, or include five points, I get to kill twenty six points of models from turn two onwards. But but for Vader, you don't like you never take in force barrier on Vader. Um, like, realistically, uh, any why not? Well, because that, that because that's not the, that's not how the character plays. But your play, you play him very defensively. So why? And he normally sits there fairly close to your HRUs in, the, in your opening turns. So what? Why can't you now consider that? It opens up a different style of play, and it opens up extra survivability. Like it's it's just a different option now. Where previously, as you said, it was a auto include. I think the point with points and upgrades is that you have to have a. Across the board, not just it doesn't relate to just force powers and things like that, but across the board, you need to make them costed so that you have to sit there and go, actually, would I take this instead of this? And at the moment, we I think we can all agree, force push at ten points, auto take. Yeah, we don't. There's yep. no. Yeah, if you, it, this is a theory. This is just a working theory. I'm spitting out. If you were to up that by say five points, and drop one or two by one or two points for force barrier or meditation or whatever, would that make it that auto take every single time? Because you're sitting again, okay, that's actually quite a lot. That's quite more, that's significantly more points and it would make you change your style. You, you could legitimately but... make force push 40 points and I would still so <laughs> include it. That's, but you get my point. You're looking at upgrades in a way of thinking there should never be in any, any upgrade that you sit and say, I'm taking that, whatever. Apart Yes, you do it with force push, and at the moment that's always the way. And what for me, they should just say, "All Jedi have force push done," and then you have a look at force powers after. Um, but you, if you make upgrades that are not as powerful, cheaper than than others, you make them potentially more attractive to try uh, in lists and to play with. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that that's my point. Yeah, all right, I get it, Finn. 
Finn, Finn's here. There he is. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> you were just well, taking it all. You were just taking it all in. You were absorbing that information. Yeah, all the breaking news and deep talk you guys have pretty intense. But well, it's it's a hard consideration. Like like Ollie said, force push is so good that you can't value it with points overall. And if we would consider a world where Legion is released right now by AMG, Force Push would never be this way because it's broken good, right? So, but you, you but right now, like, the game has developed in that way that Jedi needs Force Push because otherwise they can't be played. So that's the way the game is right now. So that's that's okay. And uh, and but in general, yeah, it would be nice to have options for slots you take but I really don't mind if you have auto includes because it's just overall a consideration on a unit it's like I have this unit I always take this upgrade on this and it's okay because it makes this unit this unit yeah that's fair and I do get Ollie's point about thematic it just and you are but that kind of leads into your anti-argument when you're playing thematic you're playing fun aren't you no <laughs> No, I had this argument with someone the other day <clears throat> uh, because they said to me, oh, well, there was no speeder bikes on Hearth. Was like, they're really ATSTs. Oh, 80, they're, 80, they're, 80 they're 100%, 100% there. <clears throat> yeah, but you know, the, the people are saying that, oh, well, you know, you didn't see it in the film. This isn't thematic. This isn't thematic. It's like, oh, oh well. You know, it's sometimes thematic lists are really good, i.e., Blizzard Force. I'm interested to see if Bright Tree Village will be very good. I think it's going to be fun, so I probably will stay away from it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but no, I think that Empire will be in a strong spot until somebody puts something in there that's mental. Because at the moment, they're so utility, which is what Rebels are meant to be. Like Rebels are meant to have that big tool belt that you can pick loads of good stuff from and generally make goods. I mean, you could almost... Like, Rebels, in my mind, you, they're meant to be sort of Highlander-style lists. You kind of have one of loads of different good things, and that makes it a good list, but that's just not the case anymore. Because now you're having to take triple vet or triple turret, quad tons, double airspeeders. Um, like you can't really get away with the one of everything. Whereas Empire, it, it, you could you could legitimately run Empire as Highlander, and I think you do. I don't think you you'd go. A, you, I don't think you'd have a losing record at a tournament with it. Um, moving away from Empire, unless anyone has any final thoughts. Nothing important. Wonderful. Let's go to the uh, droids. Um, not a lot of droid changes. I, I anticipate actually there'd be a few more droid changes. Uh, in the same way, I thought there'd be some more rebel changes, but hey-ho. Uh, BX droids, full squad, down by four. Still not helpful. Dooku, down by ten. Interesting. Droidicas, down by five. Still not helpful. Grievous, down by five. Still not helpful. <laughs> Super tack droid, because everyone was taking one of those. The generic one, minus five. General Grievous's gun, helpful this one, minus eight. BX shields, interesting, minus eight. Uh, the reason I say for BX droids, I was I was toying around with the list building earlier and I was thinking, I wonder how much... It, no. It, hold on. Strike teams, you increase their hit points by two, effectively, if you put shields in at a cost, uh, and it costs eight points, it makes them 60 points if you have them as strike teams. So it's an interesting... Even though droid strike teams uh, are a bit crap, but it's an interesting to have four-wound strike teams instead of a two-wound strike team. Just a thought. Uh, that's not that's not exactly how it is, though. 
because they're not they're, they're not extra wounds. You just you have you have one additional cover per shield. You ha- no, so you have the shields are if I bring them up because they're effectively shield two, uh, not one on the shields. Uh, strike team, they are sh- uh, let's droid sniper and then deflect shields. Deflector shields on BX is you gain shielded two and recharge two. When you recover, flip two active shield tokens. Now, obviously, if you're looking to shoot them in one turn, they affect about four wounds. The bonus of these guys happen uh, is that if you could run them with a super attack, you have that recover card. You could keep them alive that little bit longer, and all the old PK the PK droids for recovering shields and all that jazz. So it's an I'm not it's a working theory. It's they're still not the best, but it's a having a um, a four point strike team. Uh, sorry, a four wound strike team. A four point strike team. Four what? wound. Sign me up. Four a four wound strike team, which has scout three AI to dodge, um, and nat- and shoots. Uh, what's the shot? What's the shots? What's the shot? Two red. Two red. Two reds. Not to be two. No, two reds is not to be balked at, and it has lethal. So. <laughs> to, to, to be honest, I was saying the same about BX strike teams. I, I think with the shields, it's not like extra wounds with the shield. It's like, oh, I don't shoot them because they have shields. That's <laughs> like, the, yeah, because like normally you shoot strike teams with like small volume of dice, like other strike teams or other stuff. Like, and then it's now like, oh, they have shields. I don't shoot them. And that's, that's nice. That's a good thing. So I believe like you can take. I have in a few lists like one BX strike team to scout anywhere and just sit there. And I can see it having like the shield so I can be sure they don't die. That's they're nice. Gonna, they're going to be annoying to get off the board. I'm not saying impossible. There's something, they're they're going to be annoying a little bit because you can sit behind cover with the shields and their natural hit and that sort of thing. And they're going to be annoying to get rid of. Uh, and it's going to take a unit that would cost more than 60 points to get rid. And it's not a balance you want. It's not a a balance of points, if that makes sense. Do you get what I mean? Yes. Ollie? I am slightly convinced, I won't lie. Um, as I, as I, put, I went and looked at it, I was like, ah, actually, because um, sometimes it's quite easy to fit one strike team in your end of your list. So they're at the end of your chain, they can get an order if they need it, so then they can recover and shoot if they have been shot and lost the shields. Um, and if you're running the slightly cheaper now, 10-pointed uh, or 90-point super tactical droid, it, you've now got that points available um, for the t- to put the shields on them. I'm also going to say, if you, it would be, I don't think this is going to be the, the 100% way to play it, but an option is you can, uh, where is this, strategize. You give them the aim for free. Yeah. No. I mean, don't do that. No, you wouldn't. And I'm not saying it's the 100% guarantee thing to do, but you've got the strategize there that if they happen to be the only viable option unit to do that with, you give them the free aim and then they've got that there potentially for lethal for pierce. If you're looking to gain pierce, just only for that. Just yes, a short, be, Because you don't have order control in CAS and always be at random and do that. You can. You, you might do. You could take. A, <laughs> you could make. You could take Mister STD and then take a T series, and you might. You might be right. <laughs> yeah, you're investing a lot of points just to do that. Right? You are. I know it's not something you're going to do massively, but it's something to. It's something not to be ignored. That's something to maybe go. Oh, interesting. This is the. Yeah, this, I think... this is the droidicus all over again, isn't it, Carl? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think the important thing for me was. I don't think it changes anything because I've been trying it this week. 
um, with Grievous and his pistol. Like he's 150 points now um, with his pistol. He's still shit. <laughs> like he's just. Scale, scale shit. That's the only. That's issue. the problem. I think yeah. if he was still the old scale, 150 points, he would be def- perfect. Yeah, yeah. And with yeah. the like the block um, for the dodging, like there's a combo because obviously you can take um, up close and personal, shoot your gun out. So you've always got a dodge for the defense in melee, and you can kind of probably go a little bit toe to toe with a force user. At that case, you're still going to lose, but at least you'll hold them up. But yeah, he's just not that good. <laughs> It, scale makes him super slow these days like moving speed one when doing climb is just I mean remembering the old times when you use scale like move up a building move move down with a free climb and just charge in that's so much distance it was like mod, a much uh, a, a farther distance and with jump you couldn't have like and yeah. now he's like super slow and I think that BX full, uh, full squad points drop. I think they missed a zero off the end of it to make it usable. <laughs> At least they are no cheaper with Viper Sports and Magna Guard. It's something. <laughs> it is, but it's um, a one health, well, a four health unit versus an eight health unit. Like, or I suppose if you're taking them both naked, then it's six health. But yeah. That's my issue. It's the same points cost, but half the wound count. You can now you can make if you want to do. I've just been making a little list for CIS. Uh, you can make a cool double bounty list with uh, one Magna Guard with a Magna Guard RPS into the fray up close and personal. Don't have to up. I don't have to have that. You can put that point somewhere else. It's just an interesting thing to have on the extra dodge. Uh, two BX snipers with the deflector shields. Um, four B1s with the E5S, one naked B1 with nothing on, actually, no, one one naked B1 with, uh, with a comms uh, uplink, HQ uplink, uh, CAD, Bane, and Bosk, and T-Series for 11 activations at 794. Uh, and that's a kitted out, that's a kitted Bane as well with up close situational awareness, comms relay, and his gauntlets. You could have, that could be an interesting, because it's, it's a gun line with a Magna, so it's got a bit of a punch. And the two bounty hunters in there as well. Obviously, the T series is just there to go beep, have an order, that sort of thing. Could be interesting. Could be interesting. Just to put put it out there for people. There's no force user. But no, no. But Cadbane in a Cadbane can do some interesting things against the force user. And you've got Boss who basically just sit there and go, "I'm not letting you get close to me and shooting you, shooting you with his with his suppressive weapon." Um, yeah. And no. we've seen that Magna Guards can, against some, not all yeah, force okay. users, some force users can um, hold their own uh, because they're immune melee piss. Just a thought. I'm, I'm just chucking ideas out there. I'm not, I'm, I'm, not <laughs> I'm just chucking things out there. Now nah, you can do some interesting droids list, even with yeah. double bounty. It's yep. totally right. And as I say, people aren't going to want to shoot the, the BX, well, as you said as well, people aren't going to want to shoot the BX droids now because it's not a fair points balance to shoot at to try and kill them stick them in cover heavy cover and they've still got the shields there to take to sap in wounds and all that jazz <sighs> moving on um mercenaries not a lot of the mercenaries um all i'm going to say is lila your time in the sun has come and now it is gone because the magdet enforcer is up by two the black sun enforcers as a unit are up by two um that, that, for her that's uh how many was two that's four times six 
brain well, maths. Five. Sorry? Oh, five. Four, four five. I'm, twenty. I'm, that's twenty. I'm, I'm relatively sure she was eight, eight activations, bus, small, six core. Oh, my one, bad. Sorry, I thought it was one, six. One, but yeah. one, one was Magdet, but no Vigo. So it's actually six by four. So we'll see something. Yeah, so 20, 20 plus points are uh, increase on, on her list there. So the, the Pink Suns, long may they reign, have gone uh, for now. Um, Boba Fett, Imperial. Boba Fett, full stop, by the way. We didn't mention him in Imperial, but Boba Fett as an Imperial operative has gone up by 10. That's quite, for me, huge because Boba Fett is probably the best. Uh, bounty hunter at the moment uh up by 10 for when he's being used in imperial force is good for me it's a good change mm-hmm. anyone else want to chime in on that one still worth every penny <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah um gar saxon down by five manda uh super commandos down by five the swoop bikes down by five uh gunslinger and marksman for the mandos down by two each and the AA5, although this can be used in Rebels as well, uh, the quad laser has gone down by uh, has gone down by three. Um, did we want to see more changes in the mercenaries, or are we happy with what's changed? I'm going to be honest. I didn't think the Black Sun Enforcers needed touching. Mm, they probably didn't need it. They didn't need it more. They didn't need it as like say other other units in other factions might have needed changes. Yeah. But that's just me. I would have liked uh, to see a point cut in on Rook cast, like they did with uh, Urza and Tristan. Yep. Because yeah, no one plays Rook cast because and it's too expensive with Maul anyway. And I like characters; she should be good. Yep. Yep. That's yep. Uh, that would be good for there. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't played enough mercenaries to sort of be a proper judge. Uh, I mean, as I say, the, the, the Boba Fett change is good. Um, Gar Saxon players, if you're out there, is that good? Nah, nah he, he has so many problems. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, in general, I believe the, like Super Commandos are a viable list. Really are. They're really, really good. I, I, I've not play- I've only played against them, against, against them once, and they were unlucky enough to be moved um, into the, in front of a Sabre tank. Uh, and the Sabre tank went, oh, you're just going to stand there in front of me? Um, I think I'll shoot you. And they died uh, pretty rapidly, um, even with their shield and all that stuff. Hmm. Um, that's all good. Uh, Andy, anything for yourself on the old man, on the old uh, Mercs? Um, like, I want to try Quadmandos again. I know it's not good. I'm not going to win a two-day event with it, but I They're do want to try it. Quandos. It's, yeah. it's good. I think it can win a tournament. I think I can win. I think I could win a single day tournament with it. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to win a two dayer. So, yeah, dice, dice can be two. Yeah, and I think that's the problem behind any hundred point unit that has free up saves. Um, with your surge and red saves, if one game and they you just blank out, it's going to hurt you more. Yes. Totally. And, Especially by the time when you get into turn five or six, uh, game five, six, or even to game four out of the two day, like the games are starting to get a bit sweatier and a bit harder and a bit more. You can't make any mistakes and you're rel- not relying on the dice, but one mistake and one bad dice roll can be the difference between you winning and losing a game. Yeah, attrition, attrition is an issue there, isn't it? Um, cool. Lastly, then on to Dumb Empire, Rebels, Droids, Mercs, Act. Lastly, Republic. The, the Republic. Maybe. Yeah. The Republic. Uh, right. 
Arc Trooper full squad down by six. Still not taking him, apart from if you're running five by first. Uh, Rex down by five. Could be more, but that's good for him. Lat down by five. I mean, okay. Padme down by five. That's a good thing because she's effectively a token battery. Saber down by 10. That should hopefully see it with a bit more play. Nasp Gunner down by 10. I mean, it still not makes the Nasp turn up too much. The support platform weapons all down by 15. <laughs> and the Saber and the uh, Saber Tank Beam Turret down by 15. I think that helps a little for the make them makes them a bit more playable because that makes them around that makes them a hundred points straight uh, flat if you run them with the pilot LTA and a, and a weapon for the uh, support platform um, and I think it, it makes the support platform interesting if you take them as like a pair with the beam because you can effectively get you can tag two units uh, four units twice with the beam potentially you know, so you know because the beam you can beam beam two. So you can do two units with one attack and then you do it again with the second platform. So you could do some potential damage in there, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I defer to Matt Haslam as the uh, Imperial support platform, uh, infantry support platform expert on that one because he's the only one nuts enough to be able to, to run double on them. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the biggest problem with the ISP is like name one thing that another unit in the Republic roster can't do. It's like uh, they have so so much better options for that. Oh, I see. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, yeah. Because everything else can fire support and all that sort of jazz. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but maybe it sees a bit. Maybe it makes it see a bit more. Uh, a bit more on, on the uh, on the table. Um, I, I maintain that they've not that they've got the points the wrong way around for Anakin and Kenobi. Because Kenobi's yes. command cards are the wrong are now trash because of the changes to the because of the token sharing that exists. It's the only one that I say they're not trash. One is one is brilliant. One is okay, but is situational. And the other and the the the, the pip three card you might as well just not take anymore. It's just pointless. Um. So yeah, that's uh. But but whereas Anakin, the other way around, all of his command cards are good that make him better as, as time goes on. They they should have just gone. We'll switch those two points around for me. And I and I am even a Republic player, so that's my, that's my that's my thoughts. Uh, Andy is someone who was looking to get into clones. What were you thinking? Um, I want to run a uh, a Nasp. I want to flut across Nasp Gunner with Cody and uh, Obi Wan Gunline. <laughs> Someone did that the other week, uh, and I, I swear I saw someone do that in. I think they did they have it down in um, in High Wycombe at the event I was at when I went and I couldn't make GE. Maybe I can't Jack's remember. been running it with. He ran it at Games Expo, which is a oh, nice maybe transition. That's, maybe that's <laughs> yes, it is. Um, but we'll finish the points on the Republic first before you. No, we're done. Transition. We're done. That's it. That's no, it. <laughs> no. Um, just before, so Rex having minus five, I think is still good, but I think it probably could have been minus ten because he's still he's not as good as Cody. And his command cards, what do they got a nerf? But he needs direct. He, that's yeah, his that, issue. yeah, he needs a yeah, one hundred percent needs a direct. And I, I'd also like him to because if you want to have a good fire support turn, you need more units to have face up tokens. You can't do that if you're doing a Rex Cody list. It's hard to do because you take the extra you take the clone commander for the for the direct to try and get one off and maybe point at point at. Echo or fives, which are Echo or fives, no fives, to then point at someone else to give you two extra on the fire support, that sort of thing. Um, in East Direct, 
Uh, I'd argue maybe he also needs an extra wound, but that's just a that's just a thing for me. The two clone commanders getting uh, only a five when when other commanders who are arguably weaker and not professional soldiers have bigger wounds. That would be have bigger wounds, have more wounds. That's poor English. Um, that's, that's just my own personal opinion. There we go. Uh, Finn, anything on Republic before we then move on to UKGE? I don't think that any real competitive unit is being touched in the Republic point change. So, and, yeah, yeah. But it's nice that uh, I think it's nice that the, uh, the Fluttercraft with the glass gunner is now cheaper than a bark with a weapon. That's pretty nice. No, sod right off. Is that. Uh, I haven't even checked that because I don't own a NASP. Oh, yeah, because a NASP is 55 and a bark is 55. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, even have the twin la- twin laser. And I think. Yeah, so seventy three to seventy is the uh, is the different is the thing. The engagement range of the um, fluttercraft is like is it five? I think if you're at range five, you can move forward, uh, pivot, shoot, com- uh, compulsory away, like a range no. free. Is it what's no. the engage? What's the range on it? Oh, it's du- you double move, you shoot, and then you you do that as a last first, don't you? To then go with it the next turn. Yeah, shoot, run away. So you that- move up, shoot, then yeah, shoot, run away. So I think it's double move, shoot. You then next activation, uh, next turn, you shoot, double move away, and like it's range five. Uh, is that right, Finn? Like that think- would be more than range five a bit, but. It's, it, it depends, like, order of activation. More, more likely, you can move from more than range 4 to, mm. like, move, shoot, and then move away. That, you, that can happen. Yeah, that's the trick, to that's keep it. it alive. Yeah. yeah. Does this mean we might see Mike Reese run triple triple fluttercraft at something at some point? Like, with Cody or something like that? They do fall over to a stiff breeze. That, oh yeah, because white dice six wounds. Yeah, that's uh, but um, and no armor because it's just all made of wood. No, they are immune to range one weapons, blast mm-hmm. and, and blast. So maybe help, but they are and they have cover two. But so they, they, well, they they are just not as tough. They don't get really use of the exemplar keyword from Anakin or no. partner. No, they do not. So because they're like, too far away. Yeah. yeah, like the barks normally did. So that's uh, yeah, I, I don't see it be to be high. Yeah, but it's it's a nice option to have like one or two of them instead of a bark. That's a nice option, I believe. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean you could have two barks and one of them, can't you? Yeah, yeah. But they they are well. I have not I've not got one, but they look like they're a bitch to build. So that's fine. Yes, <laughs> and transport. Oh yeah. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't be taking that anywhere internationally. <laughs> <laughs> um. UKGE, um, Andy, that was your baby. Uh, you were the co-consular, or were you head consular with someone else? Head. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was giving too much credit for someone else. Then sorry, <laughs> or I was taking away all the credit for you. Whichever way you want to take it, that sort of thing. More the latter. Okay. Um, how did it go as a as the organizer point of view? Um, it tell took us me long. Tell us, sorry, well, I mean, like, tell us how many played, tell us what was going down, and all that sort of jazz. Yeah, so we sold 63 tickets, um, so it was one short of selling the uh, capacity of 64, and we had 60 lists submitted on time. I had to chase no one. Um, 
I, the only person I did actually have to chase, um, it was uh, for Dennis. Um, yes. Stupid nice German shout out. guys. Yep. <laughs> little shout out for Dennis there because um, he submitted an illegal list. Um, but I spotted it, so he sent me uh, an updated version. And like I compared the two and I could see the changes he made. It's not like he did a, re- a complete resubmission. It was basically his missing Underworld connections. Um, so he dropped something and added it in, which is completely fine. Um, so yeah, uh, we had sixty lists, um, and there's I think two other people I'd chase up just because of uh, they'd forgotten to submit command hands and stuff like that. Um, but overall, I thought that was uh, pretty good that we only had three people pre-drop, um, and all of them I contacted, and they all said, "Yeah, family things, I can't make it anymore." So I knew about them in advance. Um, we had all sixty people turn up from the list submitted, which again I was expected one or two to drop again, um, just just the way it is. But we didn't have any drops, which was fantastic. Um, I think we started about five minutes late, um, just to um, me <laughs> not uh, and people getting their tickets and stuff. But it was fine. I think we ran pretty much on time from my point of view. Um, and uh, it takes longer than I thought to set up the tables with the terrain that I was given. Just uh, it was the negative to the type of terrain I had. It was just the way it's stored. It's stored in like. Um, containers of all one container can uh, has everything of that same thing where where i store my terrain which i did take as well um i store it as one one box of terrain is um one table so it just makes for unpacking and packing a lot easier and quicker um but from a to's point of view i thought it went fairly well i've obviously got two people here in the room or one and a half since one's (laughs) disappeared um that uh it went fairly well um there was probably two or three rules questions over the whole weekend where it was something i didn't know off the top of my head and i had to quickly double check and spend a few minutes um the stream went fairly well obviously that's no moon uh podcast stream you can watch all of the games on twitch um i will be downloading them and we're uploading to our uh youtube channel as well because they eventually do disappear from twitch um, so that'll keep them up there. Uh, I think you're on the stream twice, Finn. Is that right? Day one and day two. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Finn might not tell tell you on the stream, but he didn't enjoy ta- the table one's terrain. No. Um, <laughs> I. With... It was really not good to set up. <laughs> um, I'm interested to know if it's uh, not goodly set up, uh, not well set up, or if it's Sorry, just that good, table good. theme. Goodly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Goodly. Well, we we all love Ewoks. That's okay. I love mm. I, I love Ewok villages. They are fun, but like the files included in the set are not, and the amount of set you get is not enough for the terrain because the tree are so sparse at the bottom, so you can't mm. hide stuff there. So it's like okay, I have line of sight blocker for one miniature here and one miniature here, and that's like didn't made for an interesting game. No, it's good to hear it back because um, it was only finished painted about a week before the event um, and the wife painted it all. So uh, she'll, she'll listen to the podcast and she'll hear your criticism. It was uh, beautifully painted. <laughs> <laughs> well saved. Well saved. <laughs> um, but yeah, as I say, from my point of view, um, I think it went really well. Um, I can only blow my, my own horn so much. So I mean, Impressive if you can do that. 
I mean, from a player's point of view, Finn, what, what feedback would you have given apart from the bad table uh, terrain of <laughs> the, the Ewok village? I always criticize terrain on every tournament I am. That's like what I do. No, I, I, I do the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, no, that's not as good as terrain as mine is. <laughs> it was nice when we were discussing terrain and you were just talking about, um, like, I wouldn't sell it up this way. I I lay it out like with these different angles, and it's nice mm-hmm. to hear that to then be able to go away and think how to do that. Not all the time, but sometimes maybe, and just that way you've got different tables laid out in different styles. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, it's, it's, I totally get. You can't like each table, even with the same terrain setup in general, has to be like squeezed and set up a bit differently, even if you have same pieces around. So that's totally right. Yeah, and you have uh, to have different approaches there. In your opinion, mm-hmm. have have we or have tables improved in the UK since your previous visit? Because I know in from going over to Bremen uh, last year that your t- the German table game is brilliant. Uh, so you've been over a couple of times now. Have have yeah. they improved? Has has our hobbying improved? <laughs> Well, you can't. Uh, of course, it has. But my last, uh, if you com- said no, disconnect <laughs> going on. <laughs> my last comparisons were like the uh, the tournament, the UK UK Expo before my last, uh, and the the London GT and the Euros, I believe. And mm-hmm. this was all just like the the gamet.eu terrain, which yeah. was like fine terrain i guess but like not star wars terrain and like the the tables that were set up by uh by andy were pretty nice overall it's star wars i felt like ah oh, yeah that's star wars except the game at eu stuff it's like ah oh, okay we still have those <laughs> yeah and it, well when i was approached to run the event it was like oh i hear you can do a 64 man event of terrain i was like well um i'm on target for that for august um oh well can you run one um in may please i'm like ah (laughs) so we still had to use the the game map stuff um but the intention is that going forward it will just be pure star wars terrain yeah i mean i don't mind like the game at stuff like one or two offs and like yeah drop a A-Wing there or a TIE Fighter there and like, oh, okay, I can see Star Wars now. That's fine, but yeah, we, we all know the game of terrain. It, it's a bit more 40k-ish than Star Wars. When it is the predominant game globally, it's kind of hard to, to get out of it. I mean, I, 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 I've said I, start, I want to hobby and I'm trying to make a table ready for the MKGT event uh, in August. Uh, I've started making something that is modeled on the planet Kobo I've said it before on a previous show. I've started. I made a, made th- the basics of a landing platform uh, last night. Uh, we shall see how it goes. If it go- um, the, the the thing I find, if you're a hobbyist, you want to make something that looks really cool. Thing and by no means am I a hobbyist. I wouldn't even classify myself as a hob yet. But I'm trying to avoid in my head. I either it'll either be it'll either look really good, but play really poorly. And I want to avoid that scenario because the good that some tables that look amazing might play really badly. Now, I'm the one that springs to mind is um, uh, when I went to, so when I went to, to to Germany over to your thing, uh, Finn. There was a table that was modelled on Camino, 
And <laughs> yes. now that looks, if anyone's seen it, it's bloody brilliant. And whoever made it, it's really cool to look at. But I can imagine that if you're playing that, that it could be a real problem, specific, particularly for um, like key positions and all this sorts of stuff, because there's, you can't physically you can't put them there because it's raised on the platforms and all this sorts of jazz. In fact, if I think about it, Johannes and Lucas were drawn on that for their final slash semi, no, for the semi final to nearly make top table in game five, I should say. That's the one I'm looking for. And they specifically went, no, don't want to play on that one and moved away, <laughs> which is quite funny. But, um, yeah, but and that's yeah. one of I know this table a lot, of course, and that's one of the reasons I always have spare tables so guys can choose a different table if they hate those setups. I don't want to have this experience with the interesting terrain. If I wasn't playing, if I had nothing to play for, I which I generally don't anyway. But if I had nothing to play for, and it's in later in later events and all this sorts of stuff, I'd love to play on that for, for a fun game. But in a game, if you if something's on the line. And for those guys, it was. Then, yeah, it makes sense to move and shift it. But anyway, that's enough terrain talk for now. We've we've that. Um, ta- let's talk about some games now. We won't do a deep dive, but uh, Finn, tell us about uh, Ollie's. Just an FYI for Ollie. Ollie's not feeling very well, so he's ducked, ducked away for a minute. He might come back. Who knows? But hopefully, he's all right. Um, don't tell him I said anything nice though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not how we roll on this show. That's not what we do. We don't do being nice. We do absolute. Remember when Evan was on? He was like, "You guys really take the mick out of each other." Like, yes, we do. Anyway, <laughs> um, tell us about your tell us about your uh, like memorable game and some and some highlights. So, memorable game. What was a really good game that you played, uh, and why, and who was against? If you can remember who was against, that is. Mm, I believe the most interesting game and the most intense game was against Johannes, because it's always like. Of course, we know each other pretty well, and it's always a tough game against Johannes because he is a good player. I'm gonna and... put for context, just with it, th- this would be the, you and Johannes playing each other is the equivalent of like Andy and Ollie playing against each other because you know each other so well in terms of that. It's probably a fair statement. Mm, yeah, kind of. We don't play each other that often, like we, because we are not living like next to each other. We are just seeing it big tournaments but yeah we, we know each other pretty well i was expecting you there for a second to say it's kind of like that but we're better than men missed your opportunity there finn yeah mm. nah not when ollie is not around aj is a nice guy <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I was watching that game a fair bit on and off um because it was not a lot of rule calls for me um and obviously I try not to kind of stand too close and um, stick your nose in to distract either of the players. But it, it did look like um, it was a lot back and forth um, and a lot of different approaches because it was breakthrough. Is that right? Yes. Right. So, yeah, it, it did look like at one point I was like, oh, you, it was a clear win for you. But then I, I, I come back 20 minutes later and I'm like, Ah, huh, this has really shifted, and mm-hmm. now it looked like Johannes was is a clear win for him. And then I come back twenty minutes later, and it was like, oh, this is real neck and neck. Like, could be either one of your players. Yeah, and it really was. It was. I, I, I did get an uh, early opportunity to engage Vader into his line, which is normally pretty good. Uh, 
Uh, but Vader just died relatively easily, and that was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the moment I saw. It was like, yeah. oh, Vader's in there. He'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, that was my expectation normally. Like, But just he didn't make enough save when he was engaged and punched by clones. And uh, then Johannes made a clutch rally roll on Anakin. Like, they had like force suppression on Anakin. And he had to clear two to get to melee with Vader. And he cleared to get a melee to Vader, punched him, and Vader died with uh, three wounds remaining. Was three? Yeah, three wounds remaining. So that was unfortunate. And then it was like, oh, how do I win the mission? And then it was really, really close. That sounds that sounds like a proper sweaty, intense, that give me a headache kind of thing going on there. Yeah, it was come down to the last activation was like, okay, I have my last speeder bike unit that has to move into the zone to get the point. And he had like one clone unit with standby left with like four dudes and no heavy weapon. And another five-man unit with no heavy weapon because choke. And I was like, okay, I move here. And then he did a fire support shot with both clones unit into the speeder bike with three wounds remaining. And was like, okay, if he kills it, he win. If I if he doesn't kill it, I win. And that was, yeah, that was the tense. What I did also like, though, from a uh, like standby, per, uh, like watching, was there was still a lot of um, camaraderie and um, like I could see you guys both laughing while still playing a really high tense game, which I think says a lot for things like that. Like um, when you've got uh, like it's a lot on the line, but you can still have a nice laugh with uh, friends from tournaments and stuff. Yes, but it's it's common, I guess. <laughs> I, mean, I think I think for Legion it is. Yeah. But I, I like to put it out there that it's not for other games, like especially when you like walk around LGT and you see the the top tables of forty k, and you there's no laughter happening. Like if you go towards the bottom tables, there's loads of laughter, but it's nice to see that the top tables in Legion you've still got lots of laughing and joking and interactions like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, I could, but I could see this on, yeah, every Legion table. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Agree. Yeah. How would you describe your final game? Cause that was one of your games that I didn't actually get to spend any time, uh, hovering around and watching. Yeah, I believe. Unfortunately, it wasn't the interest, the most interesting game at the tournament. It was Arthur was a good opponent, no questions asked. But um, turn zero turned out that way that we played key position, limited vis, and disarray. And limited vis for Blizzard Force versus a Rebel Gunline is like, well, <laughs> I believe I'm just in with Vader. And to be even more honest, I knew his command cards because Dennis played Arthur earlier. So I knew that he didn't play any of Boba's one pip cards. So I knew, okay, no whipcord, so Weber just can go in and I have nothing to worry about. So I could play really, really reckless with Vader. And yeah, after that, it's like, okay, from now on, I just it just goes down the way it is. I mean, that's an interesting... But I mean, in hindsight, would you have played slightly more cautiously than if you didn't know that information? I mean, I know it's 
it's hidden information at the start of a tournament, but by the time yes. you get to the end of the round, it's all public, really, because he he could ask your opponents and and figure out yeah. what command cards you have. Like it's it's one of yeah. them taboo but not taboo things, I think. Um, with like command cards and the options people have, but do you think you would have played differently if you didn't know that? I probably just a bit. I would mm-hmm. have played differently because I am. <laughs> To be honest, I moved Vader right into the open before his gun line and was like, okay, he can't do anything next turn. He can't, and he had not has a fireball to one shot of Vader on seven wounds. So, yeah, I, I played differently because I know he can't whipcord him in place. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> a, it's an interesting conversation, it's a, an interesting point um, to hear that. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we didn't have the points drop for Games Expo. Yes. What list would you have taken if we if the points drop had uh, happened? Would you have still taken Blizzard? No, <laughs> probably Even not. If... I I, wa- I was really waffling about this because I had some ideas about points, what might come and what might not come, and I was in between different lists. Like, uh, Kellis Boba was on my uh, high end, but probably I would have played droids in the end. Interesting. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm intrigued to know what that list might have been then, because yeah, I'm, strugg- I'm struggling please, with droid lists. Please tell me you're taking triple droidica. Please tell me you're taking yes, triple droidica. It, it is triple droidica. Oh my god! And, and, and triple BX droids with shields. Yes! Really? <laughs> no. genuinely upset no it's it's um it's a bosk mall t-series droids uh 5b1 with e5s and one magna guard with rps and the prop droids okay yeah yeah just a solid range four gun line Yes, and, and a, a force Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I've played a lot with Ventress, but I believe Maul is more consistent overall. Yeah, and <laughs> and the and at most you get the prop droids who are amazing. Extra activation as well, isn't it? Yeah, well, you get the same amount of activation if you play Ventress because you can just get a six B one squad. Okay, in that regard. But it's like probe droids are so much better than B1 droids. See, in Cocteto can do a lot of stuff. Yeah, you can definitely yeah. play around and annoy people with back capping cap a back objective on the last turn. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's probably a list I would have taken otherwise because I feel, feel familiar with that. It's not nothing too complicated to learn new. Mm hmm. Because otherwise, I'm really interested in playing Rebels from from now on. That would be fun. Uh, and have the... you have your Rebel list in mind? Yeah, it's always Cassian, <laughs> of course. Funny. And and uh, probably Ahsoka and a unit of Mandos. Because Mandos are really good with Cassian and Ahsoka. Standard Mandos or Clan Ren? Uh, standards. Yeah. Clan Ren only work with Sabine, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so the... you have a question then, go on. Yeah, I'm I'm off I'm I mean as I don't play Rebels, but what's the synergy between them and Cassian then? 
Cassian is like this free pip, like giving dangerous hands, giving recover is really, really good on Mandos. Dangerous hands, red saves. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> and, 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 so, and if you have like one unit of Mandos and, and Ahsoka, and so both get the dangerous hands, that's pretty good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> red saving uh, with dangerous hands is uh, pretty good. Yeah, and like, and uh, the fierce protector or swift protector from Ahsoka mm -hmm. is really, really good with Kestian K2 and Mandos getting nimble dodges and all the dodges, teamwork dodges. Yeah. Yep. 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 So there's a list I would work around right now to get play, but it's a hard one to play. I played like some kind of the list like just five, six times that it's hard to play. So I have to try it a bit more to get deep into a tournament. No, I wouldn't say I look forward to seeing it because on paper it sounds suboptimal. Nah, it's okay. It'd be fine. No, I'm, I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure if you're running it, it'd be fine. But as I say, on, on paper, it just sounds um, not as like oppressive as Blizzard Force or as obvious as Blizzard Force. Yes, I totally get that. Yeah. yeah. Um, on final UKG thoughts, um, is there anything that you think uh, like you say, I should have done that better, uh, or anything like that. Um, oh, that was a that's a good one. Um, uh, I think <laughs> we should have done uh, as a hindsight. Don't let the community vote for best painted. Um. It's <laughs> it yeah, it's all good and fun um having someone vote for but it just ends up um not in a negative way, but obviously having someone win the best painted army and uh, there's a bit of a community feels bad about it, or some parts of the community do. So I think maybe that next time uh that was don't open it up. Popularity was that a popularity vote by chance? I don't even think it was popularity. I think it was sheer let's have a laugh and um, not take the mick out of the person who painted the army, um, which obviously we all know is Ollie, but to um, like have a bit of a laugh about the people who were taking the mick out of how bad badly painted it was. So <laughs> this just this goes to prove that you cannot, and Finn, you probably might agree with this in, 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 a, in, a, in a level, never give the British public of any section a big decision to make at all ever and you can yeah. look into that in however way you want boaty mcboatface that will always be the one but anyway there are other yeah never give the british public a big decision to make because we will no doubt mess it up i think it made us, it made us all laugh on the day um, just, just takes a funny one <laughs> yeah no, it, like... we've, we've taken the funny one a few times mate and it doesn't go well at all for anybody <laughs> Um, I think I'd like um obviously do more tables of which obviously we've covered um with more Star Wars theme attached to them. Um, maybe do a few spot prizes, but with it being a an AMG official event, um, there wasn't much extra stuff handed to us to give out. Um, so I think that would have been a, a little bit nicer if there was something to kind of help promote um players towards the bottom of the the table. But I guess that's just the way tournaments sometimes go. Um, what would you say I could improve on, Finn, apart from table layout? Nah, you are perfect. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, <laughs> nah, it was it was a really fun experience, and like most issues were like with the 
UK Expo itself, like with the space that you have to run all the tables around and stuff, it's like always the issue with these big expos. You can't do anything about it, really. And otherwise, I mean, the organization was awesome. Organization itself was awesome. I always feel like, like, like I can just say consular and you are there. That was nice. And yeah, it was. I mean, it's a Legion tournament, right? It's always fun. What you can do wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, on the note of consular as well, I should give a shout out to Simon, um, who was my, the the other consular at the tournament. Um, he he did help, um, and he does know the rules. Um, and there was a few times, obviously, where people were like, uh, and then they asked for me instead, and that's perfectly fine. But if we can train him up um, and get him more clued up on the rules, then he'll be perfect as well. It won't be me, but at least he'll he'll, he'll slowly get there. So. We all, um, even those of us who experienced, like I played a game from day one, even now and again, like even when I'm playing someone, I sit there and go, uh, about something, I second guess. Tom, so I went just, when I was in a, I was at a, a smaller event while you were doing UKGE, and what I find hilarious is if there's a rules question, someone can ask me and I'll go, oh, it's this. And I know it because it's a get, and it's like, yeah, that's exactly how it plays like in a game I'm not playing. And in a game I'm playing with, I go, uh, because my brain is always conscious of going, don't want to be, don't want to be making it unfair on this sorts of stuff. It's hilarious. Um, so yes, that's just, it's just, it, yeah. You always sometimes yeah. second guess yourself on the simple you things do. as well. And there was, I think there was a question that I was, I was like, I couldn't find the rules for him for it to validate my um, answer, and I was trying to find what what it was because I knew it was a rules forum one, and I was like, oh, Finn, I went and saw, and I think I saw you as either winning a game very easily or you'd finished your game. I can't quite remember. Two um, things could be like, true. Yeah, <laughs> they both could have been true. And I was like, oh, Finn, like, I'm right in the thinking this, aren't I? And he was like, yeah, yeah. So even, like, head judges still seek validation and reinforcement from other players as well. Always ask the German guy that's always right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a few times where... I think it was your opponents, obviously, called me over um, and they were like, is this right? And you you, you stood there perfectly. <laughs> um... I can imagine this conversation as well. <laughs> and, and Finn doesn't even bat a word and like his opponent's going, um, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do X, like, blah, blah, blah. Can I do this? Is it, am I right in doing this? Because Finn says I can't. Um, and I'm like, right. Finn uh, said so, that's exactly <laughs> how it should be. Don't argue with him. <laughs> but no, like, it's... I'm stood there and I'm like, oh, there's a bit of pressure here because, like, obviously it's another t- head TO of another country. And it's, the German, getting... it's the German version of you. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to get it wrong. And obviously, because then that then puts doubt in Finn's mind for other rules queries that I have later down the line. And that's... It doesn't matter if it was Finn or any other player. That's always how I feel. But I... I sat there and explained the answer and I looked to Finn and I'm going, you okay with that? And he's just like, yeah, sure, yep. And then I'm like, have I done it wrong or is this just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm always like, you, can't, you don't question the head judge in any way on the game. Like when he makes a decision, it's okay. If, if you had made a wrong decision, I would have gone to you after the game mm-hmm. and said, hey, I believe it's this way because of this because you, you have to know. But... When it's the head judge who's there and say something, it's okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's great to say, like, because I think um, everyone from Germany w- was like that. Um, and I think, well, no one argued with me at all over the whole weekend, actually. So it's not just you, but 
it was the way all of you had that same exact response. Like if I came over and gave her a ruling, you were just like, yep. And it was just like, it just puts that little bit of doubt in my head. I'm like, um. <laughs> but I know it's uh, it's all good in ingesting friendship wise as well. But yeah, serious. Right. Well, that's UKG wrapped up nice and neatly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Finn. We had a question from uh, a Patreon uh, supporter for you. Uh, your your reputation precedes you. Uh, so this is the question from Stevie B nine seven two zero on our uh, on our Discord channel. He says. I understand that we have different factions, different squads, different scenarios. But when building an army, what framework uh, do you use to cover most situations? To use a football analogy, you could have five strikers be very aggressive, or, or uh, be very aggressive, or eight defenders but have a balanced team. Um, it, be what you see every weekend. So, what legion framework uh, that tries to cover the most situations? How, but I think he's basically asking. A, how do you make your list? Do you like to be aggressive? Do you like to be balanced? Or do you like to be defensive? Uh, and what's your style? I think that's the question. That's put in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah. I, I don't know football. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say anything like that with defenders and attackers and stuff. But I can, I can try to give like how I do armies. In general... I love to play force users. That's the first thing I do is like, how can I have a force user in a list that works? Like, that's my personal take. Like, I love playing Vader, of course. I would, I like, I love playing Maul, Ahsoka, all the stuff. That's, I really enjoy that. That's the first I take. And then, most of the time, I try what suits the force user best. It's like, is it a Vader? It's like, be aggressive. Beta is aggressive. Just have an aggressive army with there. And it's like the speeder units and like well, Wizard Force was the perfect shell for Vader to be honest. Or is still for Commander Vader. And then when I, when I do like, hey, I play Ahsoka, I do okay. Ahsoka is in Rebels. Ahsoka is a tricky character that likes to support stuff but wants to get in there how do i build an army around that in rebels and then i go from there i normally tend to really love to play speeder units i enjoy to play like more steps before blizzard force was a thing so that's something i really enjoy to do and would like to have a force unit and speeder units but if it's not possible because of the meta, I'm I'm fit fair enough to just play gun line, range four, poke shots, and just have a linebacker force you. That's always fine as well. You said you don't know football, but you use the linebacker linebacker yes. thing. That's football as well, I guess. That's uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's uh, as they say over football in the state. Egg, sh- egg shaped football. Egg egg shaped football. Egg lobbing. Uh, in there. Uh, um. Right, Finn, thank you for your time. We're going to start to wrap up the show. But first, we have a few more things to finish off. Firstly, um, bravo to everyone at UKG, uh, whether you finish first, third, second, or 20 millionth or whatever. Well done to everyone. You made it a great event. Um, Andy, well done. Simon, well done. You get a little shout out there. Um, to a little shout out also to Tom Smith, Mr. Smith, our video man, uh, for his little event in High Wycombe. Um, that was won by, if I'll just quickly there, he had an event while that was going on. He, uh, that Sergio Hernandez won that. Maker of some amazing tokens, if you're ever interested, anyone. Um, 
he went three and zero with a list that are with. Uh, he went three and zero. I won't do a deep dive. I'll just quickly say what he ran. He went three and zero with uh, Vader, an ATST, and a lat. That was so. Yeah, that's an interesting list. I, I have tr- to ask a question. I'm sorry. Go on. You went to an event when all the good UK players were gone, and didn't even then didn't got an invite. That's what you say. <laughs> right, didn't even win. Just put it up, right, okay. First off, I couldn't go to UKG because I have because those of us Finn don't abandon their children to go to, a, to play to play toys. <laughs> oh, no <low laughs> shot. Oh. <laughs> um, but I know. But I just put out there the quality of players that was at uh, at the event in High Wycombe was that was pretty good. I didn't. The three games I had were all were all really tough and horrible games to play. And not horrible to people to play. They're horrible like, oh my God, how have I just won that? Or how have I just lost that? I went two and one. The game I lost was against uh, Robbie G. And um, it was by uh, a quarter of an inch that I lost it uh, in terms of not getting a bomb into a bombing run range one. And that was it. Um, I'd also I'd like to just put a shout out to uh, the bloke I played first called Nick Walter. Uh, he played an Empire list, which I think um, you, which would be after both of your hearts. I think you'll just like it just because, ah, classic Empire list. He played a 795 9 activation Imperial Officer, Operative Vader, IG 88, three, uh, three Stormtroopers, two of which had DLT, IRG, and two Dewbacks with Tenacity and T21. That was, that was a hard game, and Tom was watching it, and. Um, to- and Nick is a new Nick was a newish player. He hadn't done, done an event, but it was a hard game to play because I just the terrain was down. It was blocking lots of line of sights and things. And, and those IRG, Jesus, they were they were making guardian saves for days, and I could not get, I just couldn't get rid. Um, and it was just, it, I eventually won, but it was just a, a really good game. So shout out to him, uh, to Nick Walker for that one because that was fun. Also a shout out because he is also a fellow American football fan. And at the end of the end of the tournament, we have a lovely little chat. It turns out he plays, so I didn't want to mess with him anyway. Um, so there we so go. You went, you went literal silk clubbing, beating up new players. Whoa, 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 whoa! You went you see, clubbing. Look at the player and... list. Look at the player list. <laughs> all of them have been to at least all of them have been to at least one of your events. Nearly, uh, nearly mm-hmm. one. Sorry, have been to one of your events and or MKGT of last year. So screw you. They've all been to events. Yeah, and you still fail to win. The game I lost was by a quarter of an inch. Just the way it is. Just the way it is. <laughs> you um, t- <laughs> that's what. That's the story you are telling. Yes, <laughs> it's, not the, it's, it's not the story a Jedi would tell. Anyway, um, so yeah, well done to, the, to those at that event and that sort of stuff. Um, uh, so there's uh, Tom will be putting up some video reports because he streamed a couple of games as well. Uh, so keep an eye out them for com- them coming up soon. Now, last. Uh, Penultimate-ish. I can't remember what's the word. It's not penultimate, but the one before the penultimate. Anyway, uh, draw time. I have forty-two names in our list. The the wheel of names I am about to spin. I'm going to draw out two uh, because it's the first draw, so they're going to be two winners because it's special. So I click spin. The first name out of the hat is, I mean, Bill Grant. Bill Grant, not Dave Grant, Bill Grant in America uh, has uh, has won. Uh, so he will get himself some goodies um, sent over and that'll be him. The second name will be... Will be... Steve Pryor. Now, 
I paused for a minute there because what was really funny, it was nearly re Griffin and it would have been really hilarious if two if the two American patron supporters had won and they'd both be sending things over to America. So yeah. But Steve Pryor and Bill Grant, you two you two will both receive some goodies. Um I will drop messages on Patreon if you can, or if you can just DM me on on Discord first, uh, that'd be really handy. And then I can tell you I can tell you where I'm sending uh things to or you can tell me where I'm sending things to, etc. So well done to you two. Um Last but not, uh, nearly coming up to the end. Events. Uh, I'm going to do some shout out of some events from a bit of everywhere and then we'll be nearly done. So first off, I'm going to shout the 24th of June. That's no Dark Sphere 2023 London Series 6 hosted by Elliot Thomas. Uh, that's at Dark Sphere Shepherd's Bush Megastore. Um, if you head down there and speak to, Elliot, uh, speak to Elliot Thomas, he is the dude who will help you get tickets and or um, let you know what's going on. Uh, they had It's a 24-man event. Hopefully there's still tickets as of recording. If there's not, I apologise. But hopefully you'll be able to get some tickets there. And I believe, I think it's a world's qualifier. Check with the Facebook event. It's on there. Just look in. That's no Dark Sphere dash 2023 London Series 6. So that's that one there. Next up is 15th of July. Galaxy War. Uh, is the Galaxy War event, Firestorm Games in Cardiff in Wales. First event I've heard of going on in Wales. So hopefully that goes well. Um, it's being run by a guy called Matt King. So if you are in, if you're in the Wales slash side of the country, uh, or in Wales, that helps. Um, speak to Matt King. Uh, look up uh, on Facebook events the Galaxy at War at Firestorm Games on the fifteenth of July. There. Moving on, Saturday fifth of August, Padawans in Portsmouth, episode two. Uh, that is Seb uh, Seb Dagar running that one um, at Fistful of Dice. Uh, give him a shout. Look again, all these are on Facebook. Um, best thing to do if you're looking for events is to go on to Jeff Porritt's amazing Google calendar and he will tell you it on there. It just tells you any events that are going on. It's brilliant. Uh, but it, what it won't tell you is international events. First off, if you're in Australia, having a listen, um, check out, and uh, I'm just going to plug some other, plug some other content here because it helps look up rounds, uh, rounds are up by C4, another podcast. Uh, they're the Australian guys. Um, yeah, they'll tell you some stuff going they're on. Hilarious. They're, they'll tell you some stuff going on, and the fact that yeah, and they're Aussie, so they're going to be funny. And I'm going to put this if and if any of them are listening right now, and I hope they are, the Ashes are coming up, lads. This will be fun. Andy, I think, has no idea about cricket. I'm going to get take a guess. Nope. Nope. Um, Finn, I don't wish to make a presumption just because you're German that you don't know anything about cricket, but is that correct? Yes. <laughs> okay cool so basically it'll only be me um looking to take make uh cricket jokes uh with you guys so uh i'm laying the courtlet down there ashes they're coming home baby they're coming home um yeah so rounds rounds are up by c4 if you're listening in australia have a listen to them they'll be able to um to give you shout outs about events and other things going on um but they're at but your accent is won't won't be as sophisticated as ours and all that jazz joke 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 um what else have we got? Uh, oh, yeah. So, there, and from one of their events, you've got uh, Legion in July. It's got uh, the Wicked Goblin in uh, in Cairns, in Queensland. So, 1st of July, down there in Queensland. <sighs> Moving back over into Europe. Uh, Finn, by the way, I will let you shout out an event in a bit. I'm just doing the ones because I know that I've got them and I know you'll have something coming up at some point. So, um, if, I'm if, not good for that, was this? Oh, but <laughs> find, find one of your events and be there. If you're in Poland, um, if you're in Poland, there are plenty of events going on. Um, 
I'm just going to look at the, I'm looking at the post here that's on the Facebook uh, from Andre uh, after, after Shook. If I don't pronounce that correctly, I apologize. Basically, he's put up a post with all the tournaments running from July over to the beginning of next year in January um, in, in places that I can't pronounce very well. Um, if you'd like me to try and just don't be offended, please. So I've got <laughs> Bidgoz, uh, which is spelled B-Y-D-G-O-S-Z-C-Z. So I have no idea. Uh, Tarnov. Kielce, uh, Matisoft, Warsaw, oh, hang on, that's the shops, uh, Warsaw, Warsaw, Lublin, uh, Paladiente uh, in Warsaw, Poznan, yeah, Rocklaw, and at least all these places. Um, go on the Star Wars Legion dash Polska and you'll be able to find things on in there. Um, that's for me. Andy, you've got things to plug. Go, go, go. Um, we have my monthly tournament at Milton Keynes. Um, that is on Saturday, the 24th of June. We've got four tickets left, I think. Um, they only went on sale Monday, I think. Might have been Friday. Um, but yeah, so we've got four tickets left. So obviously book a slot before they sell out real quick. Um, as always, they usually do sell out. Um, and more importantly, MKGT in whoop, two whoop. months. <laughs> Literally, that's a panic attack for me um, and the <laughs> wife. <laughs> I surely hope you'll be able to, I think you, you, you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> It's just it's just getting the last bits of terrain painted and built, um, and then uh, MKGT's got I think we've got eight tickets left uh, before we sell out a full ninety six man tournament. Save one for a man called Adam Fielden. <laughs> he is getting a permission from his wife as we speak. Uh, so if he buys one, that's seven left. So yeah, we're we're looking hopefully to get them last eight sold because that would be absolutely amazing to sell it out. Um, but hopefully have some news on that soon as well there will be prizes there will be an update from ollie when he's ollie by the way has had to duck out the rest of the podcast he's not feeling very well he works outside uh, so he thinks he might get a bit of sunstroke so uh hopefully ollie will be feeling better later but ollie will do an update on facebook and or on the next show about the that stone moon event so in daventry coming up and all that jazz i can't remember how many tickets we've got left if any don't think we've got any. Uh, that's um, why I can't remember. Yeah, uh, and it's his. It's his. He he like you knows is does the. Uh, you guys have your event admin. I'll do the podmin, which uh, yeah, <laughs> and that. Um, so yeah, he'll put a post out. I'll get him to do a post on that on Facebook and an update at some point there. Uh, Finn, did you have an event to plug, mate? Yeah, sure. Uh, I do a, my big event this year on the fourteenth and fifteenth of October. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Go there. Where, where, <laughs> where in Germany would your event be? That's in Oldenburg near Bremen. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I have no idea if it's going to be a regional awards qualifier because it's difficult around here right now in Germany. But if I have more information on that, I will tell you guys. Please do. Um, we'll try and I'll try and get that onto the old Facebook things. Um, speaking as a as a person who travelled to Germany to play, it's a blast. You'll have fun. Um, and Oldenburg, I think to try to fly to if you can you can fly into Bremen. Um, and if you book it early, you only fly there for like twenty quid, and that's what I did. It was bloody brilliant. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I paid forty quid return on the flights, so uh, that was a win. Um, one yeah, other com- you, one other place just... to, one other place to oh go on Finn. Yeah, just and just let us know. We can pick you up at the train station. That's no problem, and just we can have fun. We have to do karaoke, can drink beer. Yes, karaoke. Yes, they do. <laughs> and it's ah, uh, 
I feel so. Oh, I miss the karaoke. So, to finish off the reference, Finn will always be my eternal flame because when he came over to London for the first time, I'd met him and the other German guys, and Rene from De- from Denmark as well. They found what can only be described as a proper London dive bar, and uh, it had karaoke on, and so we all had a crack. And Finn did Eternal Flame with Johannes, and hearing Eternal Flame in 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 English with a beautiful German accent is something that will I'll take with me for the rest of my life. And I still have the videos, so big fun. I love that one. Sounds good. Sunshine, rain, all right. Solonni und comment is the pain. All that jazz, brilliant. Um, final final event. I'm going to plug because I just remembered it. It was sent to me via email from, and I'm again. This is from a Dutch person, so again, my pronunciation is going to be crap. I'm going to go with Matthias Pels, uh, and they have uh, ten more tickets to an event uh, that was a 32 man event in Rotterdam in Holland. Uh, and that is on, and I have a poster because he sent me a poster. Uh, here we go. And that is uh, 25, Euro, 25 euros includes lunch. Something we in the UK should pick up on, by the way. Uh, I know Sam did it in the uh, element, not too. <laughs> Sorry, Andy, I'm not subtle hinting at you. I'm just saying it's generally quite a good idea. Um, they did it up at element. It was good fun. Anyway, uh, it's the best car open on, 24, on the 24th of June. Um, if you are not going to something in London or you're going to MK and you're in Holland or near Holland, nip up there and you'll get to meet some uh, some great Dutch guys uh, like Tim uh, and, and some various. I've met a couple of others, but Tim and Kev, who's not Dutch, but is kind of. But there we go. <sighs> he's Dutch, but kind of. You know what I mean? He lives. He has Dutch. I think he's nationality Dutch, but I don't know. He, he's, Kev's a good guy. You'll play against Kev and he does and he does karaoke and he did it. He did. Uh, what did he do in Germany? He did. Um, Enjoy the silence by um, Depeche Mode, which was actually went down really, really well. So that was fun. <sighs> That's the end of the show. Uh, congratulations to the two winners, as Steve and Bill. Um, you'll receive your prizes uh, through the post. Bill might take a little longer because you're in America. It takes it a while. It has to get through your customs because apparently in America, if, they, if you send something to America, they think you're sending illegal things. Um, but yeah, that's our show. Uh, thank you for listening. Finn, if anyone wants to contact you and you want them to be contact you, where can they find you? Mm, most easy on all the Legion discords or on Facebook. Would uh, be easy enough. What would be your discord handle? Just in case anyone wants to do it. Uh, Finn. There you go. Nice and simple. <laughs> Perfect. Just what you want. That's, that's yes. all they need. Just Finn. Um, <laughs> You are so you're the one and only there, uh, Andy. <laughs> if anyone wants to contact you and you want to ignore them, how do they do it? So you can find me on uh, Discord as AJST with the tag of That's No Moon, the Fifth Trooper, and um, something else. I think was on there. Oh, MKGT. That's the other tag of my name. Um, or you can find me on Facebook as uh, Andrew Terrell. Lovely, and you can find me on Facebook as Cockles Faulkner. You can find me on Discord. Excuse me. On Discord as Cockles Faulkner. You can find more information from us on our YouTube channel, which is That's No Moon Podcast, uh, where we have some where we currently have some videos up there and more will come. Um you can also if you as I say, if you want to support us in our ability to make more videos and or produce more content and or sponsor events, because we will be sponsoring breaking we will be sponsoring uh the Invader League coming up haven't figured out what we're doing but we we've said yes and we just do it because it's the invader invader league and they're cool so um 
of us to do that to put back into the community it helps and all that sort of jazz so it's patreon.com forward slash that's no moon and yeah it's all good fun um it's been a great show thank finn thank you very much for having us on uh, sorry thank you very much for coming on to yeah it's late yes. <laughs> thank you guys for having me i love you guys yeah it's been it's, been, it's always a pleasure chatting a pleasure. to you it's always a pleasure yeah. seeing you guys and i hope to see you potentially later in the year yay exactly cool <laughs> have a good one guys uh stay safe bye bye everybody take care of yourselves in the bye. sun it's very warm bye bye you've been listening to that's no moon a star wars legion podcast to keep up to date with us please like and follow us on facebook that's no moon a star wars legion podcast and instagram that's no moon podcast Cockles here. This is a message for the Stabcast. Please allow me to build up the atmosphere with British motivation music. spurious comments made in your recent show about the charity league being made by a British guy and I would like to lay a challenge to you should team that's no moon my team place higher than you the Stabcast. you guys donate $50 to our charity the Joshua Tarrant Trust if we lose we donate to yours but that won't happen the challenge is to show that British guys know football we're just too sensible to play it and allow America to have world champions in the sport that only you lot play Mwah, ah, ah. Challenge accepted? <laughs>